You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We talked about Bryce Harper. And before we get into Aaron Judge, I want to get back to Bryce Harper for a minute because I think it's kind of interesting here. And I want to hear your perspective on this because obviously, here's a guy that I think we followed all along in his career and said, you know, he's. He's going to be a Yankee one day. As soon as he gets to free agency, he's going to be a Yankee. Didn't happen that way. The Phillies pounced on him, 13-year deal. The Yankees didn't make a move for him after – this is after the 2018 season. Uh, and now the Phillies are seeing the benefits of this. He's won two MVPs in his career already. He is a monster player this postseason. Keith, I mean, he's he's moving toward the Hall of Fame, okay? Bryce Harper is is probably got a foot and a half inside the door at the Hall of Fame at this point. He has to finish out the rest of this career and see how many more awards and rings he can win here. Um, you know, a ring here would be nice, obviously. But he's putting his feet into the Hall of Fame. And the player the Yankees got instead, Giancarlo Stanton, at this point probably isn't, okay? I mean, really good career, really good player. But Hall of Famer, I'd say probably a little bit short right now. I don't know what's going to follow after this. But – I know you've talked about this. I know there's a lot of Yankee fans who are still talking about it. Bryce Harper is a Philly, not a Yankee. And when you're watching him doing what he's doing right now, what are you thinking? I love Bryce Harper. I love his story. Uh, I've been calling him the LeBron James of baseball. I'm not the only one. You know, uh, I'm 34. He's 30. And I remember him being in Sports Illustrated at 16. Um there was something that came up about Bryce Harper at 13, having unrealistic hopes and dreams in baseball. And he's achieved them Uh, in this digital age. He's someone that uh, we've seen have all the hype and come through it. Um, We we saw him get into major league baseball early. He became a star in DC with the nationals, but they moved on from him and they won the world series the year after he left. And he goes to Philadelphia. He changes his number to number three for Allen Iverson, fully embracing the city. And $330 million, their owner says he didn't pay him enough, worth every penny. After he said that, remind you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He said that before they even have, right before they even have a World Series win. He's like, just, it was worth it just to get back to the World Series. He didn't say that last year. He didn't say that after he finished (laughs) under 500 two straight years with him. But the guy, the guy is. The guy is worth every penny. He's an icon. He's as good as any baseball player you've seen as far as uh, his swing, his his fielding, his brand, uh, the, the person that he is, um, his story, his dad's story. We, we were hearing about this kid hitting 500 
foot bombs in high school. And for him to come all the way through, be an MVP, be an all-star, get the big contract, and uh, now look like he's on his way to getting that ring, it's full circle. And, you know, as a Yankee fan, yeah, we heard about his dad being a Mickey Mantle fan, a huge Mickey Mantle fan, and, and bringing his kid up as a Yankee fan. And Bryce Harper said he was a Yankees fan. He wanted to talk to the Yankees. They didn't even talk to him yeah, because they had six outfielders. And playing him at first base was unrealistic. And uh, you look now at where he is, and uh, he's got a, a long time to go still. He can add to this. And, and yeah. like you just said, he's looking like a Hall of Famer. He's got epic moments. Yeah. His uh, home run derby that he he won and walked off. And um, like I said, him leaving the Nationals, them winning the World Series. But look, he's about to get a, a World Series potentially of his own with Philadelphia. He'll be a legend there. Uh, I'm happy for Bryce Harper. I'm happy that I've watched his whole career. Um, I've known of him uh, since he was a teenager, and and the prophecy has been fulfilled. All right, so let me take you back and get your thoughts as a Yankee fan on this because you know it's pretty easy to say, okay, wow, the Yankees didn't even chase him in free agency. Boy, did they whiff on this. Okay, but let's go back and remember uh, all the context of it and think about it this way. Okay, the Yankees had just gone to Game Seven of the ALCS in 2017. They were a little bit ahead of schedule. Remember, they had that they blitzed through September. They had a great September, held the wild card spot. They won the wild card game. They were down 0-2 to Cleveland and then came back and won that series, pushed Houston to game seven of the ALCS. They're this close. And this is the baby bombers, okay? Glaber Torres hadn't even come up yet. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, wow, this team is on the rise. They weren't supposed to be this good right now. Aaron Judge wasn't supposed to hit 52 home runs in his first year. Uh, all of that. They had Sanchez was an all-star. Judge was an all-star. Severino was an all-star. And I said, Torres hadn't even come up yet. And what happened was there was a whole other year until Bryce Harper was going to be free agent. And the Yankees said, I don't know that we can waste this whole year waiting for Bryce Harper and maybe signing with the Yankees. Okay. I think we all knew that he wanted, you know, listen, it was a great fit, right? But it was still a maybe. Giancarlo Stanton's available now. He just hit 59 home runs. You don't have to give up much to get him. And his contract is probably longer and going to be cheaper than what Harper is going to be. Now, okay, differences. Harper's left-handed. He's younger. Stanton was right-handed, older. Um, maybe not the best fit. But the Yankees made a calculated gamble to say 2018 is a window here, and we can't get Bryce Harper in 2018. Let's keep moving forward here. Pair Judge and Stanton together and look at what that's going to be. We know where this turned out, Keith, but looking at it through that perspective, what do you think about the idea of what the Yankees ended up doing and what they didn't end up doing? I, I think that Brian Cashman will be judged on the free agencies passed on and the guys that he chose to take on and the contracts he decided to dish out. I spoke last night about Bryce Harper's $330 million, Manny Machado's $300 million plus, uh, some other guys that, you know, even this past year with the shortstops they've passed on. Um, when they made the move for Giancarlo Stanton, it felt like a evil empire move, right? It felt like, oh, yeah. man, the Yankees were in game seven of yeah. the ALCS. They already have Aaron Judge in right field. Then you add another, you know, uh, MVP that hit 59 bombs with the guy that hit 52 bombs. They're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, they weren't underdogs anymore. They stopped no, right. the second they made that trade. It went from being like rebuild the empire 
yep. to 2017, we're ahead of schedule yep. to boom, putting John Carlos Stanton on the team. Here we go. We're off and running. But, through the roof again. Yeah. Um, you know, you fast but forward. That's to, they passed on Bryce Harper. Okay. Yeah, no, it's they simple. Stanton. It's very simple. It's like it, that, it, it was a decision. Like you just said, uh, Stan had 59 bombs. He was an MVP. He was, you know, trying to only go to a certain amount of places. It, you didn't have to give up too much for him. They inherited that contract, which a lot of people said was one of the worst contracts in baseball. Yeah. They're still in it. And uh, like I said, Brian Cashman will be judged on the fact that he took on John Carlos Stan's $325 million. He gave another $324 million to Garrett Cole, right? Garrett Cole was yeah. one of the guys in, that you decided you wanted, right? Yeah. Cashman's white whale. He decided that that was a guy worthy of giving all of that money to. And there will be a long list of free agents and um, guys that, you know, he didn't hit on free, in free agency and even at the trade deadline. Guys that were available via trade that he didn't trade for. And Yankees fans will look at what they had and, you know, what it turned into. In 2018, with Giancarlo Stanton, they were bounced in the ALDS against the rival Red Sox. They took a step back. Uh, 2019, they were able to get back to the ALCS game six, but ultimately still came up short. Fast forward now to where we are with this team. They owe another 300-plus million to Aaron Judge. Will they be able yeah. to successfully do that? I don't know. But all of these things stack up um, in people's cases against Brian Cashman, how he's run the team, the decisions he's made on players that are on this team and the players that he's passed on. Right, let me throw another wrinkle into the Stanton thing, though, okay? Let's remember, he was signed to that deal with Miami mm-hmm. and had a no-trade clause. Right. He There's only could... a couple places he could go. Right. And do you remember where they, where they were? Uh, the Dodgers, St. Louis. Yeah, was, uh, and now there are only four teams. Those are two. Uh, I think the Giants were one. And maybe the I, Giants. They tried to do St. Louis, but it wasn't going to work because he didn't want to go there. And then the Giants were the other, or vice versa, I forget. Uh, but then there were two American League teams. One was the Yankees. Do you know who the other one was? Uh, the Yankees and... How about the Houston Astros? <laughs> now, <Can> you imagine that. <laughs> now, right? See, now I'm putting this back in. We're killing the Yankees for just taking for taking on Stanton's contract and being here left naked and without Bryce Harper, right? But now, think about this: if Giancarlo Stanton goes to the Astros, and what you've been doing, I don't know if it's going to play out exact same way, but you've been chasing the Astros for five years, and they add that bat to their lineup, okay? Altuve, Bregman, Stanton, Alvarez, right? That's their lineup. Um, and you're having to face that down. Aren't you then killing the Yankees for letting that happen when sure. you could have taken him and let him go to the Astros instead? Sure, you, you had to play keep away. Um, we've seen what he's done in the postseason. Could you imagine him hitting a home run every other game for the Astros in the postseason? That'd be nuts. Against uh, the Yankees. Right, against the Yankees. He could have killed the Yankees, and people would have been like, we could have had this guy. There was only a certain amount of teams. The Yankees won the Giancarlo sweepstakes, but uh, they fumbled the rock. They made him a DH. Uh, he, he He got some injuries. And some other things that slowed him up, and yeah. uh, he was—he's never been the same player. So that what they saw in 2017 in you know Miami, they never actually got that. They've gotten bits and pieces of it. He's been a good player. He's, he's had a good two, player. He's, had two, he's, had he's two been clutch. Yeah. He's had some some good Octobers, but as far as putting full seasons together, yeah, it's been hard. Yep. It's been tough to see him have a, a full healthy solid season. 2018, he helped carry the team with Miguel Andujar. Yeah. 
But uh, that was a season that they came up short, so it didn't really matter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But, Harp, but you know, Harper has, you know, after winning that first MVP with the Nationals, he struggled a little bit. Uh, talked about the injury that he suffered this year, the cost of the miss about two months of the season, uh, and then struggled in September as the Phillies were, you know, trying to get into the playoffs. He wasn't in form yet because of all the time that he missed, and he really took off in October. I just think it's interesting to compare. Like we're, like we're looking at it right now and seeing Harper and seeing the Phillies, and you can't just jump to that conclusion. You kind of have to put all the pieces back together and remember how they fit in order to make this whole thing make sense and say, okay, did they really screw up or could they have done a better, could, should they have done a better job or was it just a matter of circumstances? I think it's always a little bit of both. It's never one or the other. Yeah. And and every, hindsight is twenty twenty. Everybody can look now and, and say this, but uh, if the Phillies, Missed the postseason and the Brewers were in, you know, we wouldn't even be able to have some of these conversations about, oh, you know, but that's what it is. It's it's Yankees fans looking at the Yankees and trying to pick holes in their moves and their decision making um, as a cause for firing the general manager or not re-upping the general manager. And, uh, you know, here we go. This I think this is the most important offseason out of a lot of these past offseasons, not just because of Aaron Judge, but. Um, because of Brian Cashman's status, Aaron Boone uh, going into the second year of his three-year contract with an option for, for four, and these fans who are just super hungry uh, to get back to a World Series yeah. and to have something real, right? I just feel like the Yankees turn into a pumpkin. They seem they seem fake. They, yeah. They'll have uh, a couple good months that'll get you excited. I put out a tweet that got a lot of attention. I'm like, their strategy is is simple to me. Live off your history, right? They've got great history, and yeah. they can they can always have a Derek Jeter night, a Paul O'Neill night. Walk the ballpark, and you'll see it, right? It's the museum, right? There's yeah. a ton of history, so sell that history. Um, field a competitive team. Spend enough money to field a competitive team, even if you're putting 21 million into Josh Donaldson. Like yeah. your payroll is up there, but then pass on Carlos Correa, pass on Manny Machado. Pass on Bryce Harper because now your new model is we don't do any more Jacoby Ellsbury contracts, A-Rod contract. We don't do those big deals anymore. We're analytics-based. We're analytics-driven. Win enough games with that competitive team where fans keep coming back. This was a hell of a year for attendance for the Yankees. Yeah. I was in there. Yeah. I, I went to about 45, 50 games. Yeah. There was 40,000-plus people in there. A lot. That was standard. There weren't many games um, that were under 40,000. And you can thank Judge for the end of the year that yes. that he gave uh, with his chase. So that's also in the strategy and business model. Keep the fans coming back. And then when you uh, get to the postseason, hike up those ticket prices, which the ticket prices for this postseason were yeah. insane. They're insane. They're insane. I thank God that I was in the media this year and I was able to not uh, have to play the ticket game. Because I thought about years past where I, you know, was in there uh, spending yeah. $125 for standing room only and, yeah. and things like that. And 
you know, people pay all of this money and they, they get excited about the postseason and then you come up short and instead of making drastic changes, you make excuses. And we're already uh, seeing the excuses, right? As soon as the season ended, oh, uh, the fans were brutal. They booed Judge. This guy was hurt and this didn't happen. And the scheduling and, you know, there's a bunch of reasons. To Everybody, people are talking about the Astros. People are talking to the Astros now about scheduling. How you're missing days. I mean, like, I don't know. Just play the game, right? Just, it's just baseball. Play. play like. so this is hard. <laughs> and, and ball. Like, don't strike out 500 times. And I'll tell you what, if the Phillies do end up winning this or even pushing Houston, it just it, it will continue to show you what the regular season win totals end up meaning for you at the end. Nothing. It gets you there. Listen, that's – Keith, this is the NCAA tournament, right? Like Duke can't go – 16 and 18 in the regular season and get into the dance, they have to go 28 and four and get in. And then they might get knocked off. But guess what? Nobody's asking to fire Coach K when they lose in the second round. It just happens. Um, baseball's created this. The more teams they allow in, this is exactly the type of thing you, you're, you're, you're just begging teams to get hot. And if you've got pitcher like Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler, if you've got a player like Bryce Harper, this is why, Keith, this is why it was so imperative for the Yankees to just get in when you were, when you know, in 2021, when you were just struggling, you had Garrett Cole, you yeah. had Aaron Judge, just get in and see what happens. That's why it's, that's why what you're talking about, the idea of fielding a team that can get into the playoffs, the Phillies are living examples of what can be done if you do it they are the team that just got into the playoffs spending a fortune doing it and now as you and i are talking they're two wins away from winning the whole damn thing that's why the yankees can it listen it doesn't always work and it hasn't worked since 2009 i get that part but you're building a chance to get in that's what they've been about it's all about the dance you, you get in the dance and anything can happen. And that's why I say it's such a great story for baseball. Uh, these these other cities and markets that might not feel like they have uh, the highest payroll or might not have all the superstars, they feel like they have a chance, though, if they can get into uh, this fall frenzy, this October madness. That's mine. I'm, it's mine, by the way. Hashtag fall <laughs> frenzy. That's me. Dollar I, sign. Bring yeah, it. Until next year when you see the uh, bracket come out, it says fall frenzy TM oh, Major League me. Baseball trademarked it. <laughs> oh. But I yeah, get on like, that now. Huh? As soon as we're done, I'm going to get on that. Yeah, the There's a lawyer listening. Anybody? Any madness, listening? Fall frenzy. I've been calling it October madness, but it, it has made for a fun tournament. It has made for fun stories. Baseball is supposed to be fun. It's it's great, right? And, uh, you know, like you said, for the Yankees, it hasn't worked. I feel like every season the Yankees are hurt late in the year. I feel like they're relying on a handful of players that come up small at the end of the year. Yeah. And you're seeing that. That's like the opposite of what's going on with these teams that are successful in October. I mean, look at – I mean uh... – uh, Kyle Schwarber and Nicholas Castellanos are two great examples to me. If these players were on the Yankees all year long, they would drive you batty, right? Nicholas they would have been hated. They would have been Field, certainly hated. This is all the time. You know, Schwarber, Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Could you they imagine that? I mean, Nick Castellanos in right field, he was not good defensively. And now he's Roberto Clemente out there. Come on. <laughs> 
It's nuts. He I I met his I met him and his family when I was in the fan cave. He was a third baseman um <laughs> when he was in Detroit. And now he's out there making sliding catches. Uh they play so together, you know, like they're like, hey, come in a little bit. You know, they're like helping each other. Bryce Harper talking to Alec Bohm. Hey, uh, this is what you should look for. I just hit a bomb off this guy. First pitch swinging. Alec Bohm, Alec Bohm hits Alec Bohm hits a bomb. And it's like all these Sorry people talking about tipping yeah. pitches. And it's simple, bro. These guys have meetings. They have hitters meetings. And they know what to look for. And, and that's what they were saying. We just have good at bats. And we you share also throw hangers, too. You know what I mean? As long yeah, as you're you, throwing good ones. Right. You, throw those, you, you hang those curveballs. Or even the – I think he threw a fastball to – uh, to bone like a 93 mile, it maybe it was a fastball or slider. Either, either way, it yeah. got spanked and multiple they hit five home runs off of him. Those guys were having a literal home run derby and rocking that place. That place was going upside down, insane. And uh, man, you, you, you want that for the Yankees, but you're just not sure how that happens. And I feel like the Yankees want to be mad scientists, they want to think into like how to craft this team that can can do it and and they haven't figured it out so you know sometimes i think you gotta buy players right the phillies did buy players they have one of the highest payrolls you do have to get back to buying players but you also have to be analytically driven and, and have information but then also know what to do with that information when you get on the field and have a manager that puts you in the best situations to succeed and trying to stay there, like that's where they've kind of fallen off. And it's gotten old, I think, for fans because just being there isn't good enough. And I understand that. But you have these other teams that have cratered and bottomed out before they get to where they are. The Phillies didn't even make the playoffs for 10 years. The Astros were the worst team in baseball, tried to be the worst team in baseball for yeah. three, four years before they got there. The Red Sox have finished in the last place a couple of times. You know, it's everything's great if you win, but you can't guarantee the win. Um, and I understand that's the frustrating part, but the Yankees have tried to give themselves a chance and the Phillies are just living examples of why just having a chance is why you try to make the playoffs is why you push your, push all your chips in when you can, instead of just saying, let's do this, let's clean house. Let's do that. Uh, it, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it does. Um, the Phillies are riding a pretty good wave right now. This is BXB. It's the Bronx Baseball Yankees podcast, the World Series edition with the Phillies and Astros in the World Series. The Yankees got bounced. We're available on Odyssey from WFAN. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. And uh, make sure you subscribe, review, tell your friends and all that on socials as well.